So hello and welcome to our second Gencast. We enjoyed our previous Gencast. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, we were discussing people change and the impact that can have. And it just so happens that we have Matt on the podcast today, who has recently joined Alembic. Hello. <laughs> um, you can listen to the previous podcast on Apple Podcast, iTunes, YouTube, or through our website, alembicstrategy.com. This episode, we're going to be discussing changing habits and how sometimes a change in the environment or a crisis can force us to change the way we think, behave. It makes us reevaluate how we've been doing things before. Today on the podcast, we have Matt, Rosanna, and I'm Alice. So for me, the environmental crisis has made me think about my diet and habits um, to try and I want to try and reduce my impact on the planet and actually it's been I found it quite challenging um, at times and I feel like I've still got quite a lot to learn and I'm certainly not perfect. I've been seeing all these stories on the news and they've really scared me into wanting to change and, and make a difference. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because um, we've, we've known about climate change. But, um, I mean, it's been in the press and journalism for the whole of my lifetime. Um, and so it's not a new concept. But um, there has been in the last year, this has been the year of the revolt and the actually the shock. And, um, you know, people actually standing up for this and the realisation that it is happening in our lifetime and um, we have a finite amount of time to do something about it and so that is the shock, the shock that if we don't do something you know, right now then it might be irreversible um, and so I do think those shocks do cause us to change our habits otherwise we don't, that's our reality check, it's how, do we, how else do we know what our habits even are and so I think it's the habit change has come from a shock to our system and a shock that has made us think in a different way. Yeah, I think this year is kind of the first year there's been a call to action. As you say, it's been covered for a long time, but previously, um, although it's a very shocking revelation, there's not been a clear path to do something about it, or at least in the last few years, maybe it's the first time we've started to see that. So for the general public, you see all the cover in the media. Yeah. Um, and now we actually have a group of people who are starting to make it more accessible yeah. to everybody to, to start making changes in their lives. Yeah, and I think when you think about um, personal change, one of the things that we think about, um, so it's awareness, resistance, acceptance, change, and I was reflecting on where we are in that cycle. So we have been aware, um, some debate, you know, in the, the scientists, of, you know, the extent of that, um, um, to some extent we've then been a bit resistant to it because um, okay I get that the the world is heating up and that's a result of our you know man as a man-made issue mm. um, but what's that got to do with me and so um, whilst I can see it as a the whole of the planet um, I might personally resist that because it's what can I what's it got to do with me and how's that affecting my life um, but then um, I think we're now in that third stage, which is about accepting it. So accepting that that is what is happening, but there's pockets of society that are accepting it. 
um, not the whole. And only once we are accepting it do we then are we then able to actually do something about it and change. And you know whether it's climate change and you know changing our habits in the sort of the how much plastic we use and how many times we use an aeroplane in the year, we can all take that. Um, ARAC acronym into other habits that we want to change and so are we first of all it's are we even aware so I think we are in a position of accepting that this is what's happening from an environmental point of view um, and so it's how can we now change and what is what change is needed yeah and I think it's it's going to be um, a question of accessibility I think it falls on such a, a vast number of different areas of where you could potentially change that for some people it might be quite jarring and, and overwhelming to start looking at things which have quite a large impact on their life and um, particularly when people are more prone to seeing in a short-term view you know, giving up your car to help save, yeah. save the planet in a hundred years i know even myself who's you know reasonably aware of, <laughs> of the issues giving up my car seems like quite a, a big major step um, I'm sure that all of you have probably tried to do something which is um, good for the environment in, from within your routines yeah. and found that it's, it's a real pain point. Well, I had a really interesting situation. I was invited to a, a, um, a friend's house for dinner and she said she's going to do a plastic-free dinner party. So um, I was really excited um, about this as a concept. Um, she works in the city. She's coming home on her way home by you know, going to the supermarket. And she couldn't actually buy anything um, that was would make a meal that in, in her local supermarket that she ordinarily shops in without buying plastic. And so she wasn't actually able to do it. Perhaps it is possible if you go to, you know, three different supermarkets or three different shops. Um, but we just we just don't have the accessibility to your point, Matt. Yeah. And, you know, we were reading Nudge in our book club um, last year, and it's you know, Nudge is all about well, what are all the things that um, you know, and how can we nudge people into making better decisions that makes it easy for them to make better decisions? So, whether that's better environmental decisions um, um, about their habits. Um, so, how can you make it easier for people that make those decisions that they're not even aware that they're making better choices? And I think that's where we need to get to. Yeah, I think it's also about um, you, you can have the intention to do something like your friend did. They have the intention to have this plastic free dinner party. But until the big corporations um, allow people to do that. So maybe in a company, um, it, it might not necessarily be that the people are against the change, but you need to be able to give people the platform and make that change change is, is like you said as easy and as seamless as possible so it doesn't feel like they're making a huge change and it, for, for it to feel really difficult um and like they're coming up against barriers yeah for it to feel and so easy you take, and you take that into an organization it does you know um a, a different initiative you know tackle um the way that we uh, manage our clients for example in a different way um, so there will people be some people are naturally more resistant to change um, and so as soon as you put something in that's easy for them to adopt it and doesn't feel so different so scary and there's an understanding of why then it makes that initiative whatever it is easier to adopt and fundamentally then that's just a communication point and a messaging 
point, um, but just making it really easy for those that don't feel as passionate about plastic-free dinner parties, but they could just have a plastic-free dinner party without even necessarily realising it. Yeah. And so that's the point, just making it easier for people to adopt. Mm. I can definitely um, appreciate the difficulties that come with um, with change and <laughs> with reforming your habits having just started with, with you guys at Alembic. Um, I suppose I come from a point where uh, the deciding to change was something that I did myself, so nobody had to win me over to come and um, implement those changes. Um, but it's been, it's been something which is really tiring. It's reforming a lot of habits all at once, learning a lot of new things. Um, and I could see that you know, if this was within an organisation and somebody else was trying to persuade me about change would be a lot harder for me to adapt yeah because it's been a conscious decision and that you're deciding to join us and you you then know that there is going to be an element of adaption that you need to make because it's you know that it's not going to be like what you've experienced previously exactly so you're you're you've made a choice to change your habits by moving jobs which yeah, is... I'm my own change champion <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and so I guess that's the point about people's appetite for change and whether that's conscious or unconscious. And so um, if it's conscious, it, allowing people who want to make a change to do that, but is it more unconscious? Do we even know? So a question for you then, are you more aware of the habits that you used to have now that you're in a different environment? Definitely. It's... Um reforming or breaking your habits and reforming new ones it's a terribly um conscious and painful thing to do <laughs> it's very uh, energy consuming yeah um, and i suppose you don't realize your habits have been there sometimes until you break them and you have to develop new ones yeah because you're in a in a the fact that the fact that nobody else is working in that way, for example, yeah. it raises your own awareness that exactly. that's the thing. I mean, you've been so doing not... something one way for a while, yeah. a lot of your days unconscious. Yeah. And you have to spend your whole day consciously thinking about things. Yeah. It's very different. So in my awareness, resistance, acceptance change, you're sort of um, about to go into resistance, which um, <laughs> I might find quite hilarious. Yeah, I'm definitely, and there's, there's definitely a point around understanding other people's habits as well. So, you yeah. know, you're working collaborative, collaboratively yeah. with a team. Um, and part of what you're doing through your day, you have to be working with other people. And, you know, if you're coming from an environment where you know people very well or you're working for yourself, yeah. um, come, those relationships come quite seamlessly. Whereas if you're working closely with people in a new environment, you also have to learn their habits. So yeah. you can't adopt habits purely of your own making. You have to understand what other people need from you and what they're doing with their lives yeah. um, to be able to adopt habits which are yeah. useful for them. Um, so maybe maybe you're going to shine a light on our, our, our habits as well. And maybe there's a, you know, it works both ways. So um, <laughs> yeah, that might be the theme for the, for the next podcast about resistance. <laughs> You know, I bet you're right. I bet there'll be things which you and Nick will have to change in your habits to adapt to me yeah. being inflicted on you and your team. So in a weird way, that's some sort of, that's also our choice to grow the team and accept people in is that um, we also want to then change and being open-minded to being changed by having another person in. And a small organisation, another one person, come. you know, it's... 20% of the workforce now so you know you have to be we're consciously choosing to be open to 
us changing as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think um, another point about uh, change in habits is that it's hard for people to get on board with a change if they can't see a benefit. So I think linking back to climate change, um, there have been shifts maybe in the weather and, and things like that, but they're incremental. They're not enough to, a lot of people, it's not enough to really affect their lives. So is it going to, are we going to have to wait until there's like a massive change that's really affecting people's lives for the worst that people are actually going to change? Yeah, I mean, what's the biggest thing that's happened? You know, it's just like the hosepipe ban for yeah, um, a couple of months of the year and in July. Yeah, no paddling pools. Yeah. <laughs> you can see why when you're asking some quite big things which are changing people's lives a lot and they see such small things changing over a long period of time mm. that they can't quite balance that in their minds. Mm. So if I ask you to give up your car because it's, you know, a degree hotter in, in the summer. Yeah. Um, you might struggle to reconcile that in your head. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. right now it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and losing your car would be a real pain. Yeah, I think also in companies, um, potentially, um, people um, that are on the front line can't always, if they're not shared in the vision for the company, they can't see the long term or why they're making these changes from the a uh, very little experience that I have had in companies, I've seen that if people are hidden from the change or why they're doing it, they don't know why it's important or how it's part of something else, how it's, like you said, a small change or maybe a bigger change um, for part of a bigger vision, um, they will quite often be resistant to it, even if it doesn't seem like it's that much of a big change. So, for example, going from fixed desks to hot desking I've seen people get really upset about that but it's more because they haven't felt involved in that decision they feel like it's being inflicted on them so I think that's also about communication as well isn't it yeah I do you think, think that's also about choice as well so to what mm. extent do people have a choice yeah um Definitely. or a say or a contribution you know mm. be the, the feeling of being heard yeah people do but, but changes that affect your day-to-day -day lives you do need to be sort of brought into it as a project you either need to be involved or um, there's a concept of having influences within larger groups so you need to be involved yourself or you need to see somebody that you think is influential to you and sign on that change process yeah and um, i think most people it's sort of in 70 percent or so fall under slight or extreme change resistance so if you've got no nothing that's yeah. swaying you in, in the direction of change, mm. then people are naturally a little change resistant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even just talking on a young class about habits and change and already I'm now just thinking of all the, the habits that <laughs> I now want to change. So um, it's 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 already working for me. <laughs> I think I've had enough changing habits for one life. <laughs> so we've just spoken about um change in habits and we've sort of touched on nudge matt coming to olympic um changing habits resistance to change and um people having to feel like there's something in it for them so that's a wrap on our second gin cast hopefully you enjoyed it found it interesting and are still listening um 
we'd love for you to uh, share your thoughts and insights on anything we've discussed in any of our podcasts. And if there's anything, any topics that you're going through at, at the moment, either personally or uh, in your company, we'd love to hear about that. Um, and if you'd like us to speak about that, then be more than happy. And if you've got any advice or anything else you want to talk about, please just let us know. Um, thank you for listening and hopefully we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.